0: Hi, I'm Lise Page, and thanks for listening to the Believe Big Podcast, the show where we take a deep dive into your healing with health experts, integrative practitioners, biblical faith leaders, and cancer thrivers from around the globe. Welcome to today's episode on the Believe Big Podcast. My name is Ivalice Page, and it's an honor to spend this time with you. We hear all the time about the dangers of stress, but how does it relate to cancer and our healing? On today's episode, you will hear from my friend, Chris Wark, about this very topic. Let me tell you about Chris a little bit. He is a young adult cancer survivor who was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2003. At 26 years old, he had surgery, but instead of chemotherapy, he used nutrition and natural therapies to heal himself. Chris is a best selling author, and I love his latest book, Beat Cancer Kitchen. It's a beautiful plant based anti cancer cookbook he co authored with his wife. Chris reaches millions of people per year as a blogger, podcaster, and speaker through his social media and website, ChrisBeatCancer.com. His message of hope is that chronic diseases like cancer can be prevented and reversed with a radical transformation of diet and lifestyle. Welcome, Chris, to the show.
1: Hi, Evelise. Good to be with you.
0: So glad you could be with us. So we always like to start the show. Our listeners are always interested to find out what is our guest's favorite health tip. So I know you have many, but can you share one with
1: us? Favorite health tip is definitely going to be eat a plant-based diet. That yes. is the foundation of health and healing is eating tons of fruits and vegetables. Fruits, vegetables, herbs and spices, nuts and seeds, legumes, whole grains, like food from the earth that God made for us. Eat that food. Eat the food.
0: <laughs> That's a great one. That's a really good one so there are several factors that you cover in your coaching program and in your book that is important for patients to learn about including how to detox your body and the environment the importance of our spiritual healing herbs tea supplements but i wanted to bring up today a topic that is most often ignored but gets heightened during the cancer journey and it's stress so can you share with our listeners why this is so important to address
1: yeah absolutely so Stress is one of the least talked about aspects of health and healing. Doctors aren't trained in stress. They don't educate their patients about stress. And it's often completely overlooked. The catastrophic health-destroying effects of stress are, they're palpable. They're quantifiable. If we can help educate people on how to identify and eliminate the toxic stress in their life, It unlocks incredible healing potential in the body. First of all, there's good stress and bad stress. Good stress is called eustress, E-U, eustress. And that's like working out, right? Challenges, short-term challenges in your life, whether it's physical or it's mental or it's emotional, those are good. Bad stress is called distress. That's really what we want to focus on here is, is what are the sources of distress in your life? And before we talk about the sources, I want to explain what stress is doing to you, okay? You are in a state of stress. Your body responds. This is a survival mechanism intelligently designed to help you survive. Your body responds to stress by pumping adrenaline and cortisol. Now, these hormones are always circulating in your body, but it's going to increase the level of adrenaline and cortisol. And if you are in a life-threatening situation, those hormones would be very helpful to help you fight for your life or run away from danger or lift a car off of somebody. You know, So that's good. But in those moments of extreme stress or uh, perceived threat, this is called threat physiology, those hormones are increasing your strength and your stamina and your energy, but they're also switching off a lot of other functions in your body so that your body can use all of its energy, all of its resources really to survive. Now, most of us don't have extreme stress. We're not fighting off home invaders every day, but we're living in a state of chronic elevated stress. It's not extreme, but it's elevated. Day in, day out, grinding stress. This is called chronic stress. And this is coming from our worries and our fears and our problems in life. Just the day to day stuff. It's work, it's relationships, it's stuff from our past, it's worries about the future, money problems. But the reality is, they have one thing in common they're all your problems, right? So your subconscious knows when you have problems, it knows when you have unresolved conflict in your life, when you are. Living your life in a state of constant stress from a variety of sources, which we'll dig into in a second, because this is the most important thing, is identifying what's causing you stress and then taking steps to remove those stresses from your life so you have peace and joy. But when you're in this state, you have chronic inflammation, which these adrenaline and hormone promote. You have chronic immunosuppression. You're not in a great mental state. When you're going from one crisis to the next, or you're in constant panic mode, adrenaline rush, fear, worry, anxiety mode, your digestion's not great. And so over time, chronic stress breaks your body down.
0: What are those specific stressors and how do we eliminate those?
1: Great question. Obviously, we've established here that prolonged stress is destructive to your body. Physically, it's not just in between your ears. There are physical manifestations of stress in your body. So stress starts in your mind, but then that produces a thought, stressful thought produces a negative emotion. And that negative emotion produces a physical response. And so I don't want to freak anybody out. If you have a stressful month, it's okay. You're not going to get cancer. That's not the problem. This is living for years of your life in this state of stress, elevated stress. So how do you identify stress and remove it? So the first part is the sources of stress. So you got three buckets, right? You got three categories. You got your past, the present, and the future. We're going to go backwards. So future-based stress, what is that? Worry, fear, and anxiety. When you're worried about the future, it produces stress. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. And guess what? Jesus Christ gives good (laughs) advice. So how do you stop worrying? You have to catch yourself. So when you feel worried, when you start to entertain worry producing thoughts. What if this happens? What if that happens? You have to catch yourself in the moment and say, you know what? I am actually worrying right now and I'm going to stop. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. You have to trust him with your worries, trust him with your concerns, cast your cares on him. Cancer taught me how to do that. Mm. Because every single day when I had cancer, fear was creeping in. And I was not a fearful person. B- before cancer, I was not mm. the kind of guy that worried. I was a pretty careless, actually. But then well, cancer diagnosis and it's, oh man, like this is a life-threatening disease. What's going to happen to me? Am, am I going to die? Am I going to suffer? There's so many scary thoughts and those were creeping in every day. And so I had to quickly learn to give my worries and fear to God. You have to stop and say, okay, I'm feeling afraid, but God, I'm going to trust you. I'm giving you my fear. I'm laying it at the feet of Jesus. I'm just laying it down and I trust you trust you with my life and with my future and with my family i'm just trusting you to supply all of my needs and to to lead me in the path of healing and to work everything out for my good that's a statement of faith i'm choosing to believe okay that's how you deal with future based worry fear and anxiety catch yourself doing it interrupt yourself make a decision that moment i'm not going to worry i'm going to tr- god i'm going to trust you with my future. What do I need to do today to help myself? What can I do right now that's productive, that's beneficial, that will help me produce health? Because you know what? Every day you're sowing seeds of health or disease, and you're going to reap a harvest. So let's sow seeds of health today so we can reap a harvest of health tomorrow. Okay. In your present, the stress-producing thoughts and emotions are insecurity, jealousy, envy, being judgmental and uh, prejudice and critical, right? So just those instant thoughts that come in when we observe a person or when we are thinking about ourselves in a way that's negative and destructive. And the process is very similar. You have to catch yourself doing it. You have to recognize, realize you're doing it. Catch yourself in this negative self-talk or critical thinking toward others or jealousy and envy. And you have to go, okay, all right, I'm feeling jealous of this person right now, right? I'm feeling insecure about myself. This is not good. What do I need to do to get out of this state? Gratitude. Gratitude is such a powerful tool that you have at your disposal. And so anytime I feel jealous of someone or envious or something is not going my way, I just stop in that moment and I say, okay, all right, let me get myself out of this state and practice a little gratitude. Another lesson from cancer, because in my most difficult season of life, I learned how to be happy and at peace in the scariest, most difficult season of my life. And that was through gratitude. In any moment, you can choose to focus on the good in your life or the bad. Every moment of your life, you have a choice. What are you going to focus on? The things that aren't going well or the things that are? Yeah, there's some things I'm not happy about, but let me just focus on the good stuff. And when you do that, it will just change your attitude in an instant. It'll just reset your perspective. Okay, that's how you deal with the present. Now, the last piece of this stress puzzle is your past. Negative thoughts and emotions that are rooted in your past are guilt from your mistakes, shame, which also is tied to your mistakes, right? Bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness toward people who've hurt you. So for your guilt and shame, the beautiful thing about the message of Jesus, about Christianity is that God loves us and he is willing to forgive us if we just repent, if we just turn to him and we we say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, forgive me. And God says, I forgive you, right? I forgive you, come back. And so that is something that all of us who are struggling with guilt and shame from our past, you can get freedom from that. Once you understand Mm -hmm. this beautiful truth of the gospel, that God loves you and he's willing to forgive you, and you just have to repent, the weight is lifted off of you once you know that you're forgiven. Because the Bible says, if we confess our sins, then he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a beautiful thing. And then you realize, well, if God loves me and he's not holding this against me anymore, then I don't have to hold it against myself. I don't have to beat myself up for my mistakes. And if you want to take it a step further, you take your mistakes and you share them and you use them to help other people. You hold up your failures, right? For the world to see. And then it diffuses the power that your failures have over you. Your mess becomes your message. This is incredibly transformative. And so the last little piece here from your past is you have to forgive every person who's ever hurt you.
0: Very important.
1: I made a decision to do that. I made a decision. I'm going to forgive every single person who's ever hurt me because bitterness, resentment, and anger, right? Unforgiveness, all these things are coupled together. All of these emotions, they're the most toxic of all. And they put you in a state of immunosuppression. They drive you to self-medicate, even if it's stuff from way back in your past. The, your subconscious mind is aware all the time. The way you resolve that is you forgive. And so, again, I made a decision. I'm going to forgive every person who's ever hurt me. You can't do it in one sitting. You can't do it in one moment. You have to, to take time and sit down by yourself quietly and eat prayerfully think through your life and I suggest chronologically that's an easy way to do it sometimes there's people that are they're very recent in terms of the pain they've caused great go ahead and start with those obvious ones You've got some obvious people in your life that have hurt you you need to forgive them and then you really got to pull open the filing cabinet of painful memories <laughs> in your mind and start going through them if you just go back and think back as far as you can maybe you're starting in kindergarten and there was some kids that were mean to you on the playground and you remember being teased. Okay, let's forgive those people by name. And so the way to forgive, this is a simple forgiveness prayer, and it Mm. is very effective. It works really well. And actually, before I walk through the prayer here, I just want to, let's go back to Jesus for a second. Jesus' entire ministry was focused on forgiveness, not just God Mm. forgiving us, but us forgiving others. He told his disciples, how many times they asked him, how many times should we forgive? And he said, 70 times seven, 490 times. And who's going to keep track? The point is you keep forgiving, right? People are going to hurt you. You keep forgiving. Even if they hurt you over and over, you keep forgiving. In the Lord's prayer, which most of us have heard, one part of the Lord's prayer is forgive us as we forgive those who have trespassed against us, sinned against us, hurt us. And then- The ultimate demonstration of forgiveness is Jesus on the cross suffering, bleeding, dying on a cross while people spectated, right, in front of an audience. And in the middle of that unbelievable suffering, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. There's no doubt we've all been hurt by people. And if Jesus can forgive his enemies who put him on a cross, you can forgive anyone in your life who's hurt you. When you forgive, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. It frees you from a prison of pain. You're literally unlocking the cell door and letting yourself out with forgiveness.
0: Before you say your prayer, I wanted to say, because we're running out of time, everything you've said has been amazing. I read this, Dr. Tyler Vanderweel from Harvard Health, he shares, forgiving a person who has wronged you is never easy, but dwelling on those events and reliving them over and over can fill your mind with negative thoughts and suppressed anger. Yet when you learn to forgive, you are no longer trapped by the past actions of others and can finally feel free. And my husband shared this with our kids all the time when they were growing up. And I actually heard you say it in one of your modules as well. And he said that when you don't forgive someone, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And that was just such a great reminder to our kids and a reminder to us how important forgiveness is for our overall health. And so would you share that prayer? Because it is one of the hardest things to do when you have been hurt deeply.
1: I absolutely would love to. And yeah, what you said is, is that was a great quote. I love it. And it was right mm-hmm. on the money. Forgiveness frees you from this pain. It frees you from the burden. When you forgive, you're actually dropping the bags that are weighing you down. It's like a backpack full of bricks. That's the analogy I like to use. And it is so freeing. I can't tell you how many times I've led people through just this simple prayer of forgiveness. And they're like, I, you just, I just feel so free. I feel you have freed me from this pain. So. Here's how you pray to forgive. It's so easy. Okay. So, first of all, you do need to revisit the person, not in person, but you need to revisit the offense in your mind. You got to go there one more time. You're thinking of the person, you're thinking of what they did, and you're feeling the pain, you're feeling the hurt. And in that moment, you just say, Okay, God, you know what they did, and you know how I feel about it. They hurt me, it still hurts. I don't want to forgive them, but I'm choosing to forgive them. I'm choosing to forgive them. I'm letting this go and I'm giving it to you. They're all yours. I'm not going to carry this pain or anger or bitterness or resentment anymore. You can deal with them and forgive me for holding on to the anger for so long. I also don't want you to do this, but I'm asking you to bless them. Mm. Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So God, I, I'm just asking you to bless this person who hurt me. And you obviously, you know, how I feel <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. And that's the prayer. That's it. When you pray that way, one, you're, you're surrendering your anger and your bitterness. You're giving it to God. You're trusting him. You're saying, You can be the judge of that person. You can deal with them. I'm not holding on to my need for justice. that's what this is. You're letting go of your need for justice and trusting that justice will be served because God is a perfectly just God. And at the same time, you're also, when you ask God to bless someone who has hurt you, you are choosing to see them as God sees them. They're a person just like you who uh, is hurt. You've heard the expression, hurt people hurt people. They need love. They need forgiveness. They've been hurt. They've developed a pattern in their life that is a result of their own pain. I I just think that really seals the deal when when you pray for your enemies, not just forgive them, but you pray for them. And guess what happens after that? Then your heart changes. Not only is the pain healed, but your heart and the way that you see them and your compassion towards them and empathy for them. It increases, and you can think about the events in your past in a way that is not associated with pain anymore. Again, forgiveness is often misunderstood. People think, I'll forgive when I feel like it. I'll forgive when I'm ready. You may never be ready. If forgiveness is not a feeling, that's the mistake. It's a choice.
0: Or people feel that forgiveness acknowledges that what that person did was okay when it's not.
1: It does not make it okay. What they did was always wrong. It will always be wrong. You're making a choice not to hold it against them, to let it go and to choose love. And practically speaking, it doesn't mean you have to go hang out. You don't have to tell this person you forgave them. You don't have to go see them. Like this is between you and God. This is a heart issue. If they continue to cause you pain, you need to keep forgiving. And along these lines, be quick to forgive in general, don't hold grudges. Don't hold grudges. When people hurt you in little ways, big ways, whatever it is, be quick to forgive. I've learned this lesson being on the internet as a public figure for 12 years almost. And yeah, people have said every mean thing you can imagine to me (laughs) on the internet and like really vicious stuff, just awful. And just people trying to destroy my reputation. People I don't even know. And Mm -hmm. I just learned to quickly forgive when anyone's rude to me. I just, God bless them. I don't know who this person, I don't know what's why they're angry, but I just, I'm going to forgive them and and bless them. And I'm going to move on. Just living a life that is a life or a lifestyle, I guess I could say of forgiveness keeps you in a state of peace. And here's the most important thing This is the wrapping it all up. When you, identify and eliminate the sources of stress in your life. And by the way, it could be people that you need to get away from. There's stressful people. They may not be like bad or hurting you, but they're just stressful. It might be helpful to get away from certain people. But when you start identifying and eliminating the sources of stress in your life and removing them, when you remove them, you are creating more peace and more joy. You find your anxiety comes down your fear and worry come down, your guilt and shame, your resentments, your envy and jealousy, all these negative emotions start to recede and they're replaced by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all the fruit of the spirit. That's what you want to cultivate in your life. Those are the seeds you want to sow. That's the fruit you want to, to, to reap a harvest of. And when you're in a state of peace, guess what? Your nervous system calms down. And you shift out of fight or flight, which is sympathetic dominance. And you shift into parasympathetic dominance, which is rest and digest. And that's where healing happens. Your body heals when you're in a parasympathetic dominant nervous system state without getting too complicated. But this is real science. And again, there's a broad spectrum here of negative thoughts that produce negative emotions from different aspects of your life. And so it takes a little time. You can't fix all this overnight. You can change your diet overnight, like I said at the beginning of our interview. And that's a huge step. And that gives you momentum. When I changed my diet from a junk food American diet to a a raw food diet, I realized, wow, okay. like I had so much satisfaction and pride and self-esteem from accomplishing that. Then I realized, what else can I do to help myself? and that's when i realized okay i got some mental emotional and spiritual work to do and this is going to take a little longer than changing my diet but uh, it's so much more powerful in terms of affecting your health it's it's just incredible and i've seen people who have done all the right things they've done the, they've done the anti-cancer diet they've done all the therapies and treatments and all this stuff and they don't get well and when i get to know these there's a sort of avatar of this kind of person Typically, they're they're still very angry and bitter and resentful and worried. They they haven't addressed the stress, and so I'm so glad you asked me to talk about this because it really can be the one barrier to healing if you don't address the stress in your life. It can outweigh everything else you're doing physically to help yourself. Cancer taught me all these lessons, and I'm still practicing these things, and I still need them every day of my life. Almost, I have to practice these things, and I'm. Preaching about. <laughs> right?
0: Yes, so, yes.
1: I'm still a work in progress too. If you really want to make some huge progress in your mental, emotional, and spiritual life and your physical health, forgive like crazy until there is no one left to forgive. So
0: that's great. Thank you, Chris. We are going to put the links to your website and your resources in the notes of the podcast. So if people want to dig deeper into this aspect and other aspects that you've talked to, they can easily connect with you and learn more. So thank you so much for joining us on this very important topic about stress and forgiveness and mindset, gratitude, all of those factors that really play a role in healing. I I know that it's going to empower many to dig deeper into their healing. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank
1: you, Lise. It was really fun. Thanks for having me.
0: If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support our podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. Be sure to visit believebig.org to access the show notes and discover our bonus content. Thanks again and keep believing big.